What's up, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite podcast ever, another episode of Drunk Valorant. I am Josh, and this is Matt. Matt, what are you drinking tonight? Thank you, Josh. How, how are you doing? I'm... Um, I've... You go first. I've got a, uh, I've got a dark hour here that I thought I would, uh, I would try. It's by, uh, by Fieldhouse, and uh, Fieldhouse here is a pretty good brewery that I know quite well in, um, in BC, and, uh, but I haven't tried this one, and uh, it's a blueberry and blackberry sour, and uh, I'm quite excited about it. So excited that I actually decided to crack it before this, um, <laughs> this episode. As you know me, I just need to get my, uh, my drink on, and I uh, just got to get right to it. So, uh, you know, I don't even want to talk too much about it before I um, try it. And uh, But first couple sips, it's, uh, it's quite, quite good, you know, very, um, very kind of standard and what I would, uh, what I would expect. Um, you're, you're, you're a big sour guy, eh? Um, yeah, I'm, um, I yeah, I love, I love my sours, sours and IPAs, you know, my two, <laughs> two favorites, they, um, they just go right next to each other, right? So, uh. So really, really do love it, and uh, and yeah, the the blueberries what uh what drew me in. Uh, I I always love uh, I always love a good beer with uh, with blueberries. I'm also uh, or I, I'm I, I'm not normally a sour guy, but the the blueberry also caught my eye, and so I I will be drinking one of those tonight. So you'll have to tell me what you think, and and we can uh, we can compare, but. Yeah, to, what are you drinking right now? Well, to start off, I am having from the one and only Wild Eye Brewing uh, a beer that is new to me and definitely new to this podcast, uh, the Wild Experiments Hazy Red-ish IPA. I'm a huge uh, hazy IPA guy. That's my that's my go-to. But I don't I don't know what the what the red-ish means. There's there's a bunch of other words on this can. It says like Mosaic Nelson Sovin galaxy i pfft, i don't i don't know what it means but i'm i'm about to take my first sip all right i just <sighs> realized actually Some good stuff. while you're talking that uh this dark sour is a 10% beer so, uh, <laughs> so that's going to be fun wow sounds like uh sounds like you're in for a for a good night tonight eh oh absolutely you know um and i'm just looking around here you know i i feel like a beer under 6 or 7% really like what do you do? What do it's you do it, it's you just know? water at that point, to be honest. Like s- single uh, digits. Come on. You know, I, I like to take. I like to really just embrace the uh, go hard or go home. <laughs> you want to really have um, have a good um, good strong beer. You know, good tasting. Have a, have a couple of those, and uh, much rather than uh, than pound a bunch of uh, bunch of water. It was uh, it was a lot of hazy IPAs yesterday that really gave me the energy that I needed in order to snag that somber Smithing Stone level seven. Oh shit! You uh, you finally got the seven? That yeah. Like, where uh, actually, I don't even know if I want to know where I got it, where you got it, because um, I've been trying to find that uh, that somber Smithing Stone to upgrade my weapon for for quite some time. I don't know if you know, but I um. I have an eight, a nine, and a ten, oh. so I would, would be able to get my uh, my uh, my weapon up to max level, max plus ten. But uh, but unfortunately, I'm just missing the seven. I don't know. Like I, I I do I don't know if it's like a design 
flaw in the in in the game, or I just kind of went a really weird route in the in the game, as it is an open world game, right? So I do think that yeah. um, um, it's kind of hard to know exactly where you're supposed to go because it's it's not a not a straightforward linear uh, path. Um, but yeah, tell me more. What 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 are you gonna do with the? Uh, have you decided what uh, what weapon you're gonna upgrade? Um, oh, I I I, to I totally have not. Uh, very very recently, this this also happened yesterday. I finally leveled up my faith to thirty, so now I can I can use the cipher pata. Have you have are you familiar with that with that weapon? No no no. Tell tell me about it. It's it's really cool. It actually it it weighs zero. And it gives you like two oh, two holy lightsabers. One, one when you do wield it, you get like one on one on each arm, uh, and all, all the attacks in, incorporate when you two hand it. They incorporate uh, mm. attacking from two directions at once. So it's it's really really cool. And I haven't it all. I, I upgraded it to plus six to mm. match my my moon veil. Um, okay. and I was very pleasantly surprised at its, its damage output. I was kind of worried, but because it's such a, it's such a small, light, fast weapon, but it also does have, uh, that damage output that you need. So I haven't, I haven't decided whether to use the, the somber stone on that or, or on my moon veil, because I, I re I really like both of those, uh, but I, it's it's gonna t it's gonna take some time and because like you said you know this we've had like a mostly similar exploration path so far right and so that was also you know the first plus seven stone that I found and uh, I got it from making that that one that one jump by the bridge in Volcano Manor that's that's what you were trying to do the other day right yeah yeah I've um I've been trying but you know um definitely my least favorite part and sometimes kind of you know, <laughs> a pretty annoying part of the game for me is uh is the tac tactical um jumping and the um and then that sort of thing I, I i feel like uh my controller skills aren't um aren't as sophisticated as as yours in that in that sense um i do know the uh the area you're talking about i did discover it um earlier um last weekend but uh but uh, i haven't actually been able to uh to make the make that make that jump i was turning for a little while and uh, i just kind of gave up and uh, decided to go and, and, and explore um elsewhere um it's a so, it's a pretty uh, precise jump i had to uh remove all my equipment so i had a, a light load in order in order to to make it yeah that's what i was trying i actually kept like you know that like first part where you jump on the uh, onto the wheel, right? On no, before the wheel, where you okay. jump onto that little like oh little the knob, thing, the knob, the little knob that you have to jump to get to the wheel. Often I'll jump next to the little knob and I'll fall in the lava. Really? Uh, I mean, I guess have you unlocked the the bridge yet? Like, have you raised the bridge? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I did, I did, I did. I kind of like um, I kind of rushed through uh the level a little bit. So right. I haven't fully explored the um, the level, but that's something I uh, I, I feel like I, I quite often uh, end up doing is I get to a new area, and I prefer to uh, to kind of um, just you know go and uh, and rush through and kind of get all the uh, get orientate myself and kind of figure out the the map a little bit before then going back again and then really like going through each and every path picking up all the um, all the items and uh and and whatnot finding all the know, secrets yeah you know because like i don't know like 
what about your playstyle, but I for me, you know, finding all those items and those hidden um doors and those shortcuts, that's all that's all the games about all those um little um like the level design uh in, in the game, especially in those uh those dungeons, um is is really uh really something, you know. Like um like back in the beginning of the game when we're at um at Stormvale Castle, like that. <sighs> Stormvale area, Castle just... is so cool. Was just so it was just essentially just bringing back my old uh, Dark Souls uh, uh, memories, and it was just that, but a lot more. I feel um, smooth and, and sophisticated just because of that ability to jump. It opened up the uh, the map so much, like vertically, for example. Dude, jumping what, is what are, huge. What are, your, what are your thoughts on um, on uh, on the dun- on the dungeons, like the legacy dungeons, so far in the game? Like uh, the, the 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 big ones, right? So like Stormvale, the Academy, Volcano Manor. Yeah, yeah, eg- eg- exactly. I, I I dude, it's so cool, and I think like so far. St- so for for reference, uh, the big dungeons that I have seen, it's 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 those three. I know there's, uh, I believe. I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm sure that there's more to come. But the three I've seen are Stormvale Castle, uh, the Academy, and the Volcano Manor. And I thought Stormvale was so cool. It had that that classic From Software level design where there's a couple different nodes where where the the bonfires, the Sites of Grace, are, and everything just keeps looping back between two two or, or or three nodes you know and like you'll you'll find one bonfire and you'll you'll explore for hours and you'll keep going and you'll you'll find like a couple more checkpoints uh and and then you'll you'll beat a boss or something and you'll open a new door or take a, an elevator and it it takes you right back to the original checkpoint you were at and it's that that's always such a such a, a mind-blowing moment it's like yeah, going going all the way back to to Dark Souls one is they 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 do it really well in in these games, and I think I, I think Elden Ring does have I mean Valorant has a lot more of uh, of of this kind of interconnected level design. Well, absolutely, I think it's I think they've done a really excellent job at keeping the same old Dark Souls um, level design that you were talking about just now that all the fans um, like yourself and myself included just love and uh, and appreciate so so much but also making it an open world game where you do are you are able to f- freely you know travel and do other things in between these uh these dungeons and eventually make yourself to the kind of main dungeon of um of uh, of the of the region yeah. and uh but in between there's just uh you know so so much like I don't know about you, but I am so obsessed with the game, just in terms of just, just the sheer um, size. Like, there's just so much to do, you know. I want to know. Uh, I want to know, Matt. I want to hear your thoughts on the progression system, uh, it, be like the the open world progression system, because that is definitely one of the biggest departures that this game makes from previous entries in the series. Uh, and I mean, I started with. Dark Souls 1, which is relatively restricted, but there's still quite a few paths you could take at the beginning, yeah. and I, I want to hear your perspective, because you're... I, I'm correct in saying, right, your first uh, From Software game was Dark Souls 3, which, in its overall structure, is quite linear, especially in a, in a first 
especially your first time playing through. So I want to hear about how, how that experience is, is different this time around. Oh yeah. Um, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, yeah, you're, you're right. Dark Souls three was my, uh, my introduction to from, and, uh, from then I went on to playing, um, Dark Souls one, which like you said, it definitely, um, is less linear, especially the first half of the game. Well, from you know, just from that first bonfire you get to, you om- we counted last time, right? It was something like seven or eight different bosses you can fight just from that first. Uh, from the Firelink Shrine bonfire. Yeah, from the Firelink yeah. Shrine, you can fight something like seven bosses depending yeah. on um, on how you go about it. Which you know, coming from Dark Souls three was mind blowing. That was Whereas, absolutely incredible. I, I, you know. Because in Dark Souls 3, you're, like you said, you are significantly more restricted. The high wall, you have one boss and one secret boss. Exactly. You're kind of like, okay, I'm going through the level. Okay, I beat the boss. Now I'm going to the next level. I got to beat the boss. Then I'm going to the next level. And don't get me wrong. Dark Souls 3 is one of my all-time favorite games. I probably have, you know, nearly as many hours into that game as I do um, of of Skyrim back uh, (laughs) then. Back it back over, um, you know, a, a decade ago when I uh, when I was playing a lot of um, uh, Oblivion and, uh, and Skyrim. So don't get me wrong, like Dark Souls three, I have a lot of hours in, but Dark Souls one already just opened up to me, you know, and 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 that's that was really uh, crazy. And now talking about um, talking about Elden Ring here, it is it is it is absolutely um, just mind blowing. Obviously, the 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 whole op- open world concept. I think From did an excellent job at um, at having an open world game that uh, that does have you know like I mentioned the the Dark Souls elements that we all love, like their dungeons, like their legacy dungeons. You know, you still have your small, even like small little caves and small little um, catacombs that uh, that you can go through and that's kind of a more standard level level design that you'd expect from fr- uh, from fr- from <laughs> software but um, but you know something I really really love about um, Elden Ring and I think that's something that like has got me um, hooked on even more I think than, than Dark Souls to be honest is just like you know in Dark Souls 3 you go through a level you get to a boss you get stuck at the boss because it's just you know too hard you're like trying to figure it out and then what do you do? There's nothing really. You, you either just keep trying, or you go back and just like farm a- enemies to to level up more. Like either way, it's it just gets to me at least. It gets too repetitive, you know. And I and I sometimes can uh, can lose interest. I know a lot of people love that like repetition and that, that determination. Like no, I need to beat it. And they they don't mind you know doing like a hundred plus tries on on a boss. But to me, that's that gets a little. Um, that's a little tiring it almost turns into like a chore at, at that point so something in in elden ring that's very different and what i really love is how you can go about you know having an open world game so you go up to a boss you go up to a level you're like oh oh shit i'm not i'm not i'm not ready for this i can't do this um so then you're gonna go and you can just go off and find another 100 different dungeons that that you can do and you can always come come back to it you know you can leave a little marker on your map say okay i need to come back to it make a little note of it and and just come back to it and um and you're, lo- you're not really restricted um at all obviously there are a few like uh, you know legacy dungeons and legacy like um you know um bosses like the demigods that you do have to to beat to beat the main story but like 
you know, at least to me, it's not even really about the the main story. It's about the, the exploration and finding those those little dungeons and getting all those little niche and cool and really we- weird looking items and uh, <laughs> and uh, and armor. And that's that's kind of what I'm 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 all about. I don't know. Um, what what do you think is like your biggest draw in the in in the game like currently? Like you've sunk quite a bit of hours as well into it. Yeah, what, I th- uh, I think I'm at sixty five hours right now. Uh, and nice. I think I think I'm at sixty or just under like fifty nine. Yeah, and so th- this is both of our both of our first times playing through the game. So at sixty five hours, I'm not really sure how far uh, into the game I am. From what I can see on the map, it looks like I've it looks like I have about half the map unlocked, uh, which means this game is 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 potentially very huge. If the end of it has as much content as the as the beginning does, um, I really liked what and agreed with what you were saying uh, about the lack of restriction. It's it's very it's it's very freeing. I remember when I when I first started playing, you kind of uh, you you beat the tutorial level, you get sent into the open world, and you. The, the the first person you meet gives you the objective of of go go to Stormvale Castle, right? Uh, yeah. That being like the one of probably five uh, like big dungeons that you have to beat in order to beat the main story, as far as I can yeah. tell, uh, right now. And I remember hearing that and t- taking that that message and immediately being like, "Fuck no, I'm gonna go figure out what that giant tree in the distance is," and immediately just like running off and i remember i'd explored like two or three of the other major areas pretty completely before i even decided to to try going into stormvale and i really like how the game lets you let lets you take it at, at your own pace you know when you're when you're really feeling the the momentum you can go for the for the main story objectives, or you know, follow follow quest lines that you're interested in. But it, there's also a lot that it has to offer from just exploring the open world and, and taking taking your time with with, with this game. I, th- I think that's something that it really benefits from. That it, it really wants you to to take it slow and and kind of dive deep and and sink into the the wealth of content it, it has to offer like you know r- right now i've there's for me there's two uh main story paths that i have available to progress down right now but there's also at least one like side quest or or secret area uh i can i can do i've got i've got a couple of those and i've also got so much of the open world that I haven't gone around to completing yet, you know? You, you're riding your horse around, you see a, a big dragon in the distance, and you think, oh, fuck, that's really scary. I'm going to ignore that and go the other way. Uh, and so the, and then, you know, you can go the other way and progress along the, the different path for 30 well, hours and come back later by the time you're ready to, 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 to face that dragon. I, th- I think it's really, it's, yeah. it's really cool. Although that be, that being said, because you and I both have had this specific experience um, with the somber smithing stone upgrades, because where we're bottlenecked by one item, and 
you know, as soon as we get this one item, we can level up our, our weapons like three or four times, right? The the plus seven somber somber smithing stone. But yeah. it, I, I, I guess I don't like this. This did happen to both of us. I don't know how how common it is, right? Like, I don't know how common our specific progression path is, and so if, if anyone else would would experience this, but it is it is a little annoying because I feel like I feel like I've done five or six whole levels at this point without finding a, a single upgrade for for my weapon, and, and and that gets a little a little frustrating. But I'm not. I'm I'm not sure yet as to how how widespread of an issue that is. Oh, absolutely. I um I definitely agree with that. Um, I definitely have had the, the issue where I go through a dungeon, I go through a level, and I'm finding upgrade materials that at this point I can just simply buy because I have the item, you know, that I've given to um to the, to the handmaid yeah. to uh to uh to just buy. And uh, while that's fine, you know, like more, more is always better. But I, I agree, it does get kind of annoying that I've kind of had the same, same um, level for my weapon for quite a while. But that does, you know, bring me to question: like maybe from wants me to, to not be as as leveled, and those extra, over, you know, you know, smithing stone eight, nine, um, even ten. I really shouldn't have found it, and I found it accidentally. And they want me to, like, essentially be going through the Volcano Manor right now with a plus six weapon. That, that, that's true. Weapon, they don't want you know? high-level weapons to, to trivialize it. And I, I guess that is fair. Like, they're, like, being... Because both of us, we've, we've been stuck at having plus six weapons for, for a while. Um, and I found, you know, there is still a huge chunk of game that is very approachable at at plus six um but it, it it is kind of interesting there's almost a a side benefit here because i because i couldn't find a plus seven but i was finding so many plus six plus five plus fours that i was able to get like three or four other weapons to plus five or plus six which really allowed yeah. me to to experiment with things other than you know the moon veil the the best sword in in the game yeah um, I'm in the I'm in the same boat. You know, actually, that that gets me um, to to the thing. Like, so I, I told you I had this confession. I made this confession to you or, um, last weekend that I got fed up and I simply looked up how to get that somber smithing stone seven. Right. Right. I simply just I simply just googled it and I looked up how to make this um this this, this jump that um that we that we need to do. Again, to get it early, because obviously you could progress through the level normally and, and get it in a normal way, but that, I'm assuming, would mean that we need to go through at least one, if not multiple, bosses to um, to get to. So I just got fed up and I looked it up. What do, what do you think uh, about that in, uh, in in general? Like like about sometimes you know people some people are saying, oh you know if you're not going in blind you're you're cheating yourself and you're cheating the game and but if but if you look up things then then like you know you're taking the fun out of it or if you look up like the best weapon or if you use even if it's not necessarily looking things up but if you're using the best weapon right like you mentioned one of you know the community at least on reddit agrees that one of the most used and kind of overpowered <clears throat> weapons right now is the moon veil that both you and i use quite a lot especially that weapon art that is very very deadly um 
and then people are saying that that's 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 cheating you know and you know and that's not the way to play like what what do you what what do you think think about that yeah in, uh, in general I, I i've got some some thoughts on that kind of thing i think like the most uh i guess like fundamentally i i think all my views are based upon the fact that whatever the most rewarding or the most fulfilling or the most fun whatever you want to get out of of this game the best experience for each individual person is is different right i completely I, agree and and so ultimately you know you as as a player know what the the mo- what the best path for you is now that that being said i i think with regards to things like looking things up, I think generally uh, the more uh, – up, up to a point for sure, the more effort you put into something, the more rewarding it is to finally achieve it, right? So for yeah, instance, the more effort you spend searching for uh, a, a plus seven somber smithing stone – the the more the better it's going to feel when you find it. Of course, there is a point at which this search just becomes a, a frustrating chore, and that and that point that point is is there is different for everyone, right? Like, uh, everyone has has a different limit to where they're no longer having having fun exploring in this case or or or, or doing whatever. I think, um, and, and so and so like. Yeah, you know, at least at least what I do for me is I try like on a on a first time through, I definitely try not to look things up ex- except mechanics based. Uh, I, I don't really have yeah. a problem look, looking at mechanics. Like for instance, uh, whether split damage is good or what enemies are resistant to what types of damage or how summoning spirit ashes works. Like I I I I, I don't I, no, I think that that kind of thing's right? fine. Just... Yeah. Um, like summoning, summoning, and all that. Uh, summoning the ashes, the ashes yeah. of war system. These are all new systems that yeah. were not present in in the Dark Souls series. Yeah, uh, and I've, and and so I think, I, I think the From Software games are kind of unique in a way. If I were playing an entirely single player game, then I would be much more hesitant about looking things up or or, or that kind of thing. But uh, Go, going as as far back as Demon Souls, really, From Software has totally designed their games with a cutting edge online infrastructure in mind, right? Like, Absolutely. according according to to the developers of this game, they they want you to engage with it on a deeper level. They want you to talk to your friends about it. They want you to go on the internet and talk to strangers about it. They want you to talk with other players, right? That's why they th- that's why they do things like make everything so cryptic and don't write da- anything down. That's why they don't have like quest markers or like quest journals or or, or that kind of thing. They make things ab- kind of intentionally obscure to encourage a a collective uh knowledge building right like to to encourage the us as players to collaborate and work together to figure things out and i think i I think the the strongest example of this is in the messages right like the 
the the messages that players can write anywhere. I think the message system is amazing. It's it, it, it's so cool and it's it's quite unique. I think. It, yeah. yeah, it's it's an incredibly innovative way of like getting players to share knowledge, and in many cases, it's just as effective or even more effective than looking things up with. I when when people. Uh, sorry, no, I'll, I'll get to that later. I, th- I think the messages are an incredibly effective way of, of sharing knowledge, and I think they're a big sign that From Software doesn't want you to figure things out all on their own, right? Like, they're w- with that kind of thing, and with the bloodstains and with the phantoms that, that you just see running around, they're, they're telling you that, like, hey, you're not in this alone, right? There's thousands of other people going through the same shit that you're going through and and they want you to to be going through it together um and so i do think it's part of the experience to uh engage with other players directly like when i talk to you and ask about areas you've been to or how to how to unlock secrets that i haven't and personally i would gravitate toward more towards that kind of thing like talking to you or talking to our other buddies who play the game, uh, asking okay. asking for advice before I, I would look things up. Because to me, that feels more organic and personal. But I do think that is very much something that From Software wants wants its players to do. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with that. You know, I, I do think, like you mentioned, everyone at the end of the day, everyone should be playing the game how how they want to. You know. We have one of our friends who loves to just, you know, rush through an area, doesn't really care too much for the level design or finding items, and all he wants to do is just fight the bosses, you know. He just wants to go in and just fight the bosses. He he treats this game as a fighting game, right? And I think there's totally. nothing wrong, wrong with that. You know, me on the other hand, for me, the biggest biggest draw is simply finding all the unique items, finding all the hidden paths you know, exploring the um, the levels. And like I said before, just the level designs really is, is what, what, what to me. And to me, the, the actual, like, fights, obviously I appreciate it and a lot goes into them. And some of the boss fights in this game are just absolutely incredible. That's something we should uh, definitely yeah, take we'll, more. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that for more, sure. More on. But, uh, but in general, it's just, it, it's, I think, you know, everyone should, should just play the game how, how they want to, as, as, as you mentioned. And, you know, someone wants to go in completely blind, and then they can. You know, it's funny, I actually saw this post on Reddit the other day about this guy who, um, who got to the lake and was kind of through the most of the lake where he, when he first discovered his first map segment. <laughs> so this guy got wow. the entire wow. um entire limb grave, uh, you know, weeping peninsula, all that goes to the lake and then finds the first like map and then he's like, Oh wait, the map isn't all just grey you know? So like, <laughs> I think that is incredible. Just like just shows that like obviously he was going in like fully blind and he was like not willing to look up um anything. And uh, and instead just kind of struggle through it and kind of play the game as kind of a, a no-map open-world game. I mean, imagine playing an open-world game with absolutely zero map. Yeah, yeah. The map in this game is in, in Elden Ring is so valuable, right? But, again, it just shows... Be. 
again, I agree. It's it's valuable. It's great. It's beautiful. It's very well designed. But again, some someone might just say, "Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I haven't figured this out, or I don't know how to, how this works." So I'm just gonna not not do that. And I think that is um, a beautiful aspect of um, of this game. Is there's so many different ways um, to play it, and so many different uh, uh, draws in um, in into the, into this game. You know, something that um, I'm happy to talk about as well with with you is like, for example, like. You know, you were saying how like From really gives like very few clues about the different like things you're supposed to do. The the story, like, like I still have no idea what is going on in terms of um in terms of the story. Do you want to like a general faint idea? But but I feel like again, it's like the way they get all that information, and instead of telling you the story of uh, of the game, they they hide it in, in, in random item descriptions or bo- boss uh, descriptions or uh, random level level design um, feature. It's just, I think it's incredible. And to me, it's 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 so complicated. Like, I don't know about you, but I, I literally have a note app on my phone where I just simply write down all the things that are going on in this game because I need to have my own uh, little journal because I cannot keep track of... Uh, of everything especially all the lore like it's it, it's it's phenomenal but i think it's just crazy yeah. how much there is and how little of it i understand <laughs> and how little of it i'm like honestly okay cool i'm just gonna go and do this and i have no idea why or what i'm what i'm doing so um what, what do you what do you think about all that i i really like the from software uh method of storytelling and i th- i think it is uniquely uh, uniquely suited to, to to video games. I think it's an excellent storytelling method for video games because, again, it encourages it encourages you, it encourages us, it encourages the players to to interact and engage with the, with the world. Right? Like, it requires us to to be focused and to want to kind of hunt down all those little details and to pay attention to what's going on around us. I, I think I think we've all played a game where we, we, we start the game and there's maybe a, a there might be a five minute opening cutscene and then you know there's another ten minutes of tutorial and then you're thrown back into another cutscene and all you want to do is just like let you you want to you want to be able to play the game but you're always stopped by dialogue boxes and cutscenes and tutorials and and that kind of thing and and I think that can be really frustrating in terms of pacing a lot like it really it, it really slows slow, slows you down but from software with with Elden Ring there's they they put a world in front of you where you have no idea what's going on we are extremely foreign to the world like both you and i and and our characters too our characters come from outside they come from beyond the lands between and don't really have any any clue what's what's going on and we're told to we're told to to dive in and figure it out and i think that's really cool because for people like you and me who want to figure that out we're we're encouraged to again try and sink deeper but also for people like our buddy who you who you were talking about earlier if if he do, if he doesn't care then 
you know, it, it can all go over his head and he's still he's still going to get a great experience fighting Radon, right? Like, it, it doesn't... Absolutely. It, it's there for the taking if we want to seek it out, but it's not... I, I guess the the appropriate term would be spoon fed. It's it's not it's not spoon fed or, or force fed to us if we're if we're not interested. I also like how uh, I do like how it leaves a lot of it, it leaves a lot of room for for interpretation, which I I think is cool. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. I uh, I definitely agree agree with that. You know, uh, I think it's it, it's really. Like, they do leave a lot out, which I think, again, encourages that, like, replayability, which is why, you know, something like Dark Souls 3 is, is, is an active community still, after so many years, you're still having a very active online community because people keep replaying the game because there's still so much to discover, you know? Like, the amount that is hidden in in one of these games is is so so massive and so just vast that um you're never gonna discover everything on a on a first uh, first playthrough, and uh, and you're gonna just want to replay the game over and over and over again, go through different playthroughs, go through different new game pluses, you know, restart your character and just go straight <laughs> like you know doing do it totally different kind of build. And all that, and all that, that which I think is again just something very, very unique that um, that to me at least I don't really see in in, in many uh, many games. I think nowadays. I th yeah, I, I think it's really it, it's really impressive to see in a, in a modern AAA game a a dedication to maybe maybe dedication is is the wrong word a willingness to put content in the game that only a fraction or only a fraction of a fraction of of players will see because you know triple a games are so fucking expensive to make right like so many resources go into making them nowadays they're incredibly costly often they they don't have or they often they have pretty pretty tight profit margins and so uh that 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 means that they have to work very hard to sell as many copies as possible by appealing to as many people as as possible which is you know just like a a fact of how markets work in in our in our society right but that that, that kind of means that a lot of AAA game developers have to have to make you know content that as many people are going to see as possible, and so I think I think it's really cool when a when a game like Elden Ring comes out and it hides all this stuff away, and it it says like, yeah, we made they're like yeah we we made a game and we've got all all this shit inside for for you to find. Are you gonna find it? I don't know. Maybe maybe if you put in the if you put in the time, if you put in the effort, if you show you're dedicated. But 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 this game doesn't it it, it doesn't want every single person who who plays it or who buys it to find all of its secrets and and that, that that's okay and i think it's 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 very impressive to to see a triple a game coming out these days with, with with that attitude i i i mean i i you know i i definitely agree with, with what you're saying i think it is very impressive and very ballsy of uh of from to do this in, in, in today's uh today's gaming um world where you know you're not necessarily trying to go for like the easy easy option where you're trying to create 
a game and your whole marketing strategy is to appeal to to the to the largest um population as you can you know this game has no microtransactions or any kind of bullshit like that you know you're not buying stuff you buy the game it's there and you can sink hundreds of hours and you still just have bought that one single game and to me at least that is that's how that's how games uh should be and i think more more developers should um take note of of that and and do it and do it um do it do it do it that way and i also think it's really incredible how you know almost like no two people especially if they're not talking while playing um Elden Ring are going to have the same experience Definitely. they're going to they they might have like totally different experiences because they've discovered different things, different secrets. They've just simply gone through different playstyles and uh, and really experienced the game in a totally different way. And like the amount of combination, if you think about it, the amount of combinations you can experience this game just in terms of simply like the all the types of builds you can go through the game, then all the different order you can go through the game, all the different like challenges you can go through with the game. It is it is so massive and and so vast that uh, that I think it's really really crazy and um honestly i think it's crazy that from isn't charging us more more for these <laughs> games you know because uh, i don't know if you know but like in their first month they actually sold 12 million copies um i don't have uh, much frame of reference is, is that is that a lot is that a good amount um, in the first month was, you know it's, it's, it's definitely quite quite good again i um i'm just i don't really have the numbers in in, in front of me but uh, I was reading something about how, like, again, obviously different times and 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 a different different um, era of of gaming. But they sold like from like Elden Ring sold more in the first month than uh, than Skyrim did in their first month. I think. Wow. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure of that. Again, if someone wants to call me out on that, then <laughs> they can do so. Um, I have moved on to my uh, my second beer here as well. Um, by nice. the way, um, so if someone wants to, you know. Uh, call me on and that's, that's totally fine. It is. I've I've actually moved on to the uh, Hotbox IPA here. Again, another light seven um, percent beer here. We got going seven percent um, single digits, bro. Come on. Yeah, single digits. <laughs> uh, you know, oh no, I actually can't. I can't talk shit because my uh, wild experiments is only six point five percent. So you, yeah. you still you still got me beat. Well, it is it is you know a very very good very very um very hoppy IPA that I'm uh, um, enjoying and I love the the design of, of of the cans honestly like all of my beers I picked out like I would say eighty percent <laughs> of me eighty percent is like comes down to the design um, if anyone has a has a beer company like you you need to make good good designs on your bottles and cans I think. I think I'm not the only person that uh, that would argue that you get sold on the design so much, and uh, and this beer has definitely sold me on uh, on their design. It's a really cool cool design here, and um, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's a it's a good you know light easy easy beer for uh, for a little weeknight um, shenanigans. <laughs> well, cheers to that. I'm still working on my first one, but uh, I'll I'll do, I'll do my best to oh. to catch up. Oh, don't worry. I'm sure. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. I'm not. I'm not worried about that. Do you have an idea of uh, from from what you've seen of Elden Ring so far? 
high highlights in terms of uh in terms of bosses? Uh highlights in terms of bosses, um yeah. I mean really like none of the major bosses have been a letdown to me personally. Definitely. I think they've been all I think they've all been very unique or or difficult or both or just very just appealing. Um I think the latest, you know, major boss that we fought just this past weekend, um was it um General Radon? Radon. Shardbearer Radon. Scar- Shardbearer Radon. And uh, I think that boss fight and uh, you, as you know some some of our other friends agree with that as well was just just phenomenal. Like I think the battle arena design is, is absolutely amazing. I think that um the the whole idea that you're able to summon so many different npcs to help you out it really truly feels like a massive battlefield then you have an army at your at your disposable and it still is an incredibly difficult um fight i think his move sets um his 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 weapons <laughs> Can I force. can I can I provide some context for people who don't know about about uh, Radon? So mo- mo- most bosses in in these kinds of games, it's kind of uh, the classic formula is a very is a very standard duel. You know, there will be a small to medium sized arena that's big enough to move around in, but not really big enough that either of you can run away from each other and it'll be you and the boss one kind of a, a one-on-one mono e mono uh like cla- very very classic cla- classic duel uh ex- pretty much exactly what you think of when you think of a, a boss fight but Elden Ring if you go to the far southeast of Kaelid has a very unique boss fight against uh one of the demigods General Radon where uh, I, I remember wandering around Kaelid, wondering why basically half the level was inaccessible due, due to cliffs. And like, if you if you see if you if you look on the on the map for the Kaelid area, you know you'll see just a huge portion of of nothing. Uh, in, in like, there's no, there's no dungeons there. There's no items. There's no checkpoints, and you can't you can't access it from any point. It takes up. It, it, it ta- half the level's uh, an exaggeration, but may- maybe like ten percent. Do, do you think? That, do you think that's fair? T- 20 percent of this level, Matt, of Kaelid is is the arena. Honestly, I think at least thirty. Thirty percent. Okay, so there's this huge open expanse where you can teleport to and fight Radon, and and the what 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 makes it unique is it's such a a vast area. It's an entire wasteland. And it's not it's not a duel either. I mean, you can make it a duel if you want to, but the more unique aspect of fighting Radon is it's almost like a it's like an eight man raid. You spawn in, and in addition to whatever uh, whatever whoever you summon from from your friends, you know, whichever of your buddies you want to play with, there's like eight other NPCs that you can summon for the fight. And you can all take this boss on at once. And I, I okay, I pl- I fought this boss at around level sixty-five. Uh, again, what I'm, what feels to me to be about halfway through the game, but I don't really have any idea. 
And I really doubt it. I honestly doubt it. And, and I and I have heard that they patched Radon to be easier. Uh, so I didn't I didn't fight him before the patch, but he was a fucking tough boss, even with all eight of us. And that was the the, the that was such a, a cool experience. Like I I he never. I never, I never played World of Warcraft. I only briefly played Destiny, but th th that's what I imagine. You know, an eight-man raid on a MMO boss feels like. It, it's, a, it's a very cool sight to see you and ten of your friends charging up a hill to fight this absurd monstrosity that will kill you in one shot. Yeah, I mean, I think I, you know, you you described it like incredibly well. I just think that like. You know, he's on top of the hill and he's got these range attacks and all you and everyone else like essentially is just charging straight ahead up this hill trying to get close to him and dodge his attacks and it's just that that feeling that that you have of um of, of, of charging i feel like i've never really experienced in the in, in from software before um i can't really think of another um boss fight that uh that that does that it is so so open and so open to to cooperation and i really think that they really especially the the boss fights but this game in general they've really made it so that they want you to uh to to cooperate and and to work um work together and uh and that really just makes this game and, and this boss fight just so incredible all the npcs like you said and all the other um friends summons something else um i think we definitely need to talk about is just how unique the whole summon system is i in, love uh, the summon system in this game i love it i think i think if i have to choose one reason why i am obsessed with uh with this game and from and with all the games um by this uh this developer i think it has to be the the whole summon um system the fact that it is so streamlined that you can just join each other's worlds um, and 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 fight together and, and do the level together, whether that's you know just for the boss fight or going through the entire dungeon with your friends, I think is uh, is very unique and very very great. And I don't think any other game does it like like they do. And and if if they do have this kind of cooperation then it's definitely not as sophisticated and as streamlined as uh, as from does it none i think i i i haven't played any games that have a, a similar system but i mean may, maybe they're out there but i haven't seen them and th this is another mechanic that goes all the way back to the original demon souls right and yes I, I i think the fact that it's been in in pretty in, in every from software game i guess except for sekiro which is single player only right uh but it's been in, it's been in every every from software game since then and they've kept it pretty pretty similar throughout and i think that's because they realize how effective it is uh, i i do think it's a really good way of um of dealing with the problem of you are the chosen one and so is everyone else playing this game you know right because like in in skyrim for instance you were you mentioned skyrim earlier you know you're you're the chosen one but you're you're the only person playing it so it makes sense now in destiny right you're the chosen one but there's like 
a million other people who are also the chosen one and they're all running around with way cooler gear than you and that kind of that kind of undermines your sense of accomplishment in being the chosen one and saving the universe i think the idea of bringing other people from other worlds into your world where you are the chosen one uh i i think i think that's a very effective way of key of keeping that that consistent i also think it's a very effective way of of doing the, the of managing the the difficulty of this game where you can kind of you can kind of play it at your own pace you know like if you are super hardcore and you want to solo everything you want to do it all by yourself you want to truly you know you want to play at soul level one, you know. With a yeah, yeah, ex- ex- exactly. Like you, you, you can do all that if if you're super hardcore. Now, if you're if you're a normal person like me, and uh, and you know, get it, getting getting one shot by by Margit, you can you can get you can summon people in, into your world for help. And I think I think that's a really cool and a really organic way of letting you take the game at your own pace. And I, I think it's cool that you can you can do that in the open world, you can do that in the dungeons, you can do it for boss fights, uh, kind, kind of all of the above. It, it really, it links back, I think, into the into the cultivation of, of personal freedom for, for the player. Absolutely. And I think it really, like, also brings the, the community together. Like, obviously, I think an ideal situation um, that we're fortunate to have is we have a bunch of friends who all enjoy the game and we want to play it together and we can co-op. Can I, can um, I interrupt for, you for uh, a sec? Yeah. Sorry, I'm just uh, I'm just opening the my, my yeah. dark sour now. Tell I, me about you all hear oh, that. It's, it's, it's your dark sour? Yeah. Yep, Let me know yep. how it goes. I, I thought it was good. Let's you see. Know? It's, uh, well, because I'm not normally a sour guy, but again, I was captivated by the blueberry. Yeah, it's um, it's a good one, you know, ten percent as well, and it's very Ooh. tasty. And you do not taste it. You do wow, not taste it. that's really interesting. That's that's barely sour at all. I would say that's way more berry than it is sour. Yeah, it's not uh not your typical sour. No, I mean you also I feel like with a ten percent beer, you're not gonna get your your <laughs> that's standard the, sour. The, the, that's true. I like how the the berry taste seems to stay in my mouth for a while like it's it's got it's got a lingering aroma kind of sorry about that you were saying about uh, about summoning <laughs> you were oh, saying you saying that you know um it um it really brings the the community together you know obviously we're fortunate enough to have uh to have a group of friends who like to play together and we're able to uh um, you know, if we need, we can help each other out with the different um, summit, with the different bosses and different levels, and just kind of help each other out that way. You know, whether that's providing just tips about different areas or a cool area we should check out because it has some really good items, or simply just doing a boss fight together or a whole dungeon together. Because let's be honest, like doing doing a dungeon with friend with summons does make the game easier because you do have um less enemies aggroed on on you, you absolutely split between two or maybe even three three different people um and i think i and i think it's amazing when uh when you have uh different uh types of builds because the different build combinations that work well together i think is a really really cool aspect like uh, you know, one of our friends who's going for the you know classic um, 
Claymore, which is a great sword. You know, Claymore is called... Baymore. Claymore is Baymore. You know, it's uh, as as the community has decided, it's called the Baymore. He's going for that, you know, classic sword and shield, heavy hitter, um, uh, big hitter sword. Uh, the Baymore build um, combined with my um, my uh, my battle mage, uh, mostly uh, an intelligence and, and dex build, really uh, adds another, you know, uniqueness to to the game. But also, I wanted to mention that you know, let's say you don't have close friends who are able to play with you know i think the you know i think especially like reddit and i know that discord as well has has made it possible that lots of people can get together and 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 request for for help and just request to say oh hey i need help with with this boss or this area can you i'll throw down my sign can you can you like are you can you throw your sign down can you help me can can we do this together and whether that's an organized event, such as like you know you posting on Reddit, or simply just putting you know going online and hope, hoping that a, that a summon sign will show up, I think is uh, is 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 really great. Again, I've heard stories about like people you know they someone throws a sign down, they fight the boss together, they lose, then they message each other on um, on the platform and they say, oh, can we try this again? And they eventually just like the two of them or three of them like these again these are strangers completely strangers don't know each other maybe they're not even in the same part of the world are now fighting this boss together they have the one goal of fighting this this boss together and then they eventually do it and you know you can create like you can you know establish um, lasting uh, friendship I would argue as well and definitely just getting to know know people in, in the community through this this way if um if you don't already uh, know 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 people who who play the same game, and I think that is uh, is a beautiful aspect of the game that the whole summoning um, um, uh, enables. You know, not to mention the whole whole PvP aspect, which is I think on its own an entire game. You could argue, I think, that the PvP in From Software is on its own an entirely separate oh, totally. triple tri tri A game. That is just like incorporated and essentially is built up purely by the community, and I think that is uh, just amazing. And I, I I really really love that about this community here. Yeah, I think I I think the multiplayer in From Software games is is so interesting because a game like Elden Ring, on the surface, it's ostensibly kind of it presents itself as a classic single-player open-world action RPG, you know? It presents itself in the same way that Skyrim or The Witcher would, right? Like, it's the same It's the same kind of structure that, that people are, are familiar with, but this game really, really... It really, really emphasizes the fact that it, it takes advantage of being a part of a cutting-edge online infrastructure... And it wants you to go out there and interact with other people. It wants you to it, it wants you to receive the wisdom of players who have come before you. It wants you to drop your sign down and help people out. It wants you to do some invasions and go into some poor Saf's world and fuck them up. Right. Like it wants you to engage with like, people. Yeah, go for it. Think think about it. Like remember last week we had I don't know if I was playing with you or uh, or some other friends. We had an invader who invaded me 
kept like getting my health low, but never wanted to kill me. Let me use all my oh yeah heal spells. That was that was me. I was then, uh, that was in the academy. Then, then I was like, yes, this was in the academy. Then I have no health left. I have no flask to heal myself. So I'm essentially like one shot away from from death and then resetting the level. Um, and he decided that he's not going to want to kill me, even though he was definitely a better uh, player than me. And what he wanted to do was just like help me. And he like showed me um, how to unlock this uh, this shortcut. Yeah, I you think. Know? And and draw and drop me some uh, some items. In uh, these... And I think that's that's just cool. I think it's really really unique unique community. I think this from from software community is very unique. There, there there's again there's so much freedom for players to express themselves and determine Absolutely. how how they want to want to play the games. I, I I do think in invasions in Dark Souls and Elden Ring, that some of the best sportsmanship I've seen in video games, like like what you were talking about when that invader killed me, almost killed you. Uh, realize that how how much how how far beyond their skill was to ours, and then decided to help you out. And I've also seen some of the some of the worst sportsmanship in video games. You know, like people pe- people who invade and like try and poke at you, and then run into a, a mob of enemies who won't hurt them, but will will go for you. And I think it's cool that both of those. Uh, can exist in in the same game. I I think I do. I think it comes back to letting letting players do what they want. Absolutely, absolutely. I I agree. And I mean, again, like we said, like I don't think there is another game that uh, that allows this um, to to happen. Yeah. And to, to form. And I think because of the game mechanics, because of the summoning system, the cooperative uh, play, play uh, because of the invasions, because of the dueling system, this game has enabled uh, a community to emerge that is just, I, just very unique. And I don't know. If, I, I don't think... know if you can tell. I don't know if you can tell. I'm a little biased towards this game <laughs> um, compared to compared to pretty much every other video game out there, but. I, I I mean you know if someone can tell me and argue that there is a m- more unique community than uh, than than this where like you said the flexibility and the variety of um, uh, of players and uh, and playstyles can uh, can all come together and uh, and whether that's um, you know simply a duel or simply helping each other find different secrets finding different shortcuts. Uh, an easier way to complete a level, I think, is uh, is really magnificent. I think something that Elden Ring does is... Okay, so pretty much every game wants you to uh, be skilled in the mechanics of that game, right? If you're playing a shooter, you want to be quick with your mouse, right? You want to be good at shooting, you want to be accurate. If you're playing a platformer, you want to be precise with your jumps. If you're playing a puzzle game, you want to be able to quickly recognize patterns. I think something Elden Ring does very... It, it does effectively, and I, I think it's it's very interesting and, and kind of unique, is that it encourages you to develop skills that are not just mechanical skills. So it... So... 
Elden Ring does want you to be able to time your rolls and precisely, you know, make your strikes and, and and that kind of thing. But it also it wants you to do other things, like with with the obscure story, right? It rewards the skill of being observant. It rewards the skill of making connections in like cryptic fucking poetry that take that no, no one's gonna understand the first time around, you know and in, Absolutely. It, it rewards like myself, you know. Yeah, ex- exactly, and it, it rewards creativity, both like in single player and and in multiplayer. Um, I I I remember you you remember that that instance where um, we were invaded in my world when I was uh, ex- exploring the academy. Do you remember? So we we were invaded by this guy and. The, the invader uh, would come out to fight us and try and take on two of us at once. And so we would fuck him up a little bit. And then the invader would understandably uh, retreat into a horde of enemies that wouldn't harm them, but, you know, would harm us. Do you, yeah, you, 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 you remember because, that? Yeah. Obviously, the enemies could harm us because it was your world, but yeah. the invader doesn't get hurt by yeah. the area. Yeah, mud yeah. Exactly. I do remember. I, I remember how we uh, kind of, like, convinced the invader to come out and fight us on our terms by just, like, being stubborn enough to, to outweigh them and, so, and, so and they more, didn't... And more patient, right? Yeah, it, it, exactly. So in that case, it, it rewarded our, our patience and our stubbornness because we were able to kind of convince the invader to fight us on our terms as opposed to as opposed to going going to them and, and i think that's the, the, the that's really an interesting thing that uh that elden ring does that i don't i don't see a lot of in in other games that that kind of rewarding of patience or creativity or observation in well, addition in addition to mechanical skill no, I, I completely agree. I mean, um, you know, I think that as an invader, it makes sense. Like, if I'm invading, I'm going to want to try to use the level to my advantage. Totally. You know, it, make, it makes sense that you want to use the level design, whatever you get spawned into, you want to use that to your advantage. That's why Sen's Fortress is the best place to invade in Dark Souls. Sen's Fortress is... Uh, Knock people off. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, the, I, I the interrupted biggest, you. The, the Dark Souls, the Dark Souls' biggest um, enemy is gravity, as as we all know. It's true. The final boss. Sim- it is. It is. It is. It is as simple as that. It is gravity that will always um, win over everything. You were you you were saying? No, just I... that. Uh, just all, all I was saying is I. I mean, I I agree. Like I think that um, you know. Um, it makes sense as an invader to to try to take advantage of the um, of the level, and also it makes sense as the uh, as the host to be cautious and not fall into the trap. And I think I agree with you, and I would argue that like about you know eight, maybe nine times out of ten, the invader wins if they have more patience than the host. You know, oftentimes mm-hmm. what ends up happening is the host gets tired, they're like, oh, come on, fuck this shit, I just want to go and continue the level with my friend, I don't have time, I don't have all night, like, I gotta get off, I gotta get off in 20 minutes, you know, 
I want to make it to the next bonfire, you know? Fuck, we gotta fuck this invader up. You tell your buddy, let's just fucking rush him. And you get there, and uh, obviously the invader is smart, and then he and then he fucks you up. And uh, we've and again, we've we've, we've both seen that happen before. Oh, I've experienced that many times. You know, I think gr greed. I mean, I think besides gravity, greed is the biggest. Absolutely, um, absolutely. I mean, that, you know, not only not only about invaders, but we all know, like in terms of boss fights, you know. Oh, I can get have, one more hit. Oh yeah, exactly. Just just one more. Oh, he's one hit away. Okay, I'm just gonna run in. I'm not gonna heal. I have seven more flasks, but I'm not gonna heal. I have one. I have one HP. It doesn't matter because I'm gonna kill the <laughs> boss. You know, I'm just not gonna get hit. I'm that good. No, the the greed, uh, the greed in this game uh, definitely um, kills. And again, something that from brings forward from their Dark Souls franchise. And I think that is again just really great that they keep it that way. I'm happy that they haven't done anything about like, you know, in terms of difficulty of the levels and and bosses in terms of like having options for for difficulty. It is definitely something that they're known for. Is that it's not an easy game. Um, while I do argue that they have, um, made it more accessible, I would say that Elden Ring is a more accessible game than, uh, than Dark Souls, and I think purely because of the open world aspect of the game, you're able to, you know, try out different things, go to different areas, and I do think that makes the game a little bit, e I want to say easier, I don't, like, there's a big argument, you know, about uh, the whole community about how if Elden Ring is an easier game than any of the Dark Souls series. I don't think they necessarily should be compared in terms of e easiness. But uh, I don't think it's easier. I think it's just different. And it allows for different types of, uh, um, of playstyles more so than, uh, than Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah, I th that, that's, a, that, that's a really good way of putting it. They definitely... They definitely really are. Uh, uh, Elden Ring encourages a a wider variety of builds. I think it wants people to have to to, to spec into multiple attributes. I think, um, like when you when, when you think of when you think of Dark Souls one, right? If you have, you, you'll get your you'll level your like vitality and endurance right and then you get your strength to 30 or your faith to 30 or whatever and then you can ignore the the, the rest of, of of the attributes you think you think of like an end game weapon right like you, you kill paladin leroy and you get grants and that i think is one of the more diverse end game weapons that requires 50 strength and 30 faith because yes. because you know there, there there's a few other weapons that are like just 30 faith or or just 50 strength um but i i remember stepping out of the the front gate into limgrave in elden ring and pretty pretty much immediately finding the the cipher pata uh which which takes 30 faith to wield this was when i was like level 2 and i immediately found this seemingly very high level weapon but then you know, you you fight Queen Renala, and you and you get a staff that you need sixty intelligence to wield. Sixty, that's um, double. Like, or, in, it, or, or a spell, or a spell, you need seventy intelligence. Yeah, like like in Dark Souls, there's no reason to level anything past forty most of the time. 
but yeah. here they want in Elden Ring they want multiple stats at thirty, and I so, I, I think that's interesting. I think it's kind of hard to make like a, a definitive statement where where we are because I've played through Dark Souls one so many times, and you've played through Dark Souls three a couple times. And I've, I've played, played through, Dark... through Dark Souls three like three times. I've yeah. played through Dark Souls one. Even Dark Souls one, I played through a few times. Yeah. You know, not as much as you. You're definitely th- a veteran, but I, uh, I, I played through. I just think it's it's kind of hard to make definitive statements about this kind of thing when we're relatively so early on in Elden Ring. But so far, yeah, it's it's super interesting how how they're encouraging us as players to make wider builds and you know like right now for instance i'm doing a a kind of int faith hybrid right like i have 25 intelligence and 30 faith uh and i i i feel like in in past games that would be pretty rare there's not really much need or or benefit from doing that but he in elden ring it definitely feels feels way way more effective to to be more well-rounded although you feel like they've opened up the uh the amount of uh of different builds you can have and that I... can be not only different but uh but efficient right yeah i th- i think i think they want that and i think you see more weapons that'll be like for the requirements it'll be like 30 strength 20 dex 20 arcane you know with so three requirements in instead of two mm-hmm. um and, and they, they, it does seem like they're really encouraging the the build variety. They kind of want everyone to be well rounded. Of course, we haven't really seen the truly end game stuff, so maybe maybe we're totally wrong about this, right? Yeah, but... I mean, I I do think I do think we are pretty uh, pretty much in the mid game uh, area where we've got the volcano and, and uh, Altus. Haven't uh, made it do, into the capital yet, yeah. But we we I think I feel like after the capital is where end game starts. Again, it's just my speculations. I'm not really basing that off any facts, but I do think that uh, that end game does does happen um, uh, after the capital. But something I want to ask you is, um, yeah. what do you think about all the, um, you know, something in Dark Souls that's something that's very very common, kind of everyone talks about, everyone knows, is the, uh, you know, soft caps, hard caps, metal level. Um, yeah. That 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 sort of thing in in, in Elden Ring, um, so far again, you know, I'm only I'm only sixty hours into the game, <laughs> but uh, but something that uh, that I've been noticing is the soft caps. Uh, and again, I don't know the data on this, but just in terms of uh, of what like you were saying about the different requirements for weapons and spells and stuff like that, um, it seems to be higher. Um, and even even health like. I'm kind of. I feel like I'm. I'm mid game. My 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 health. I think my vigor is at like 35 right now, and I'm still getting two shot by a lot of enemies. And I think that the uh, the soft caps for the levels are going to be significantly higher than uh, than in Dark Souls, and because of that, I think the meta level. Um, even for PvP is gonna be uh higher than the than the one twenty or one thirty that has been agreed by the community in the in the Dark Souls series. Um, you know, I'm thinking like, you know, fifty, sixty vigor, you know, kinda like sixty intelligence is kinda soft cap instead of the forty or sixty strength instead of the right. forty. Um, or sixty decks instead of the forty and that kind of stuff. 
what do you, what do you, what do you, uh, what do you think about that? What, I mean, uh, do you think that the meta level is going to be higher? Do you think it's still going to stay the same and it's just going to be a little bit more tricky to to optimize your build? I'm in the I'm in the same boat as you. You know, like I haven't gotten super far into the game, right? So this is this is all kind of speculation. But in in previous From Software games, you can level any stat up to 99, right? Yes. And so if you can level a stat up to 99, it's kind of weird to stop getting benefits at 40. Don't you think? Oh yeah. Like there's just well, again, think, there, there's think, 59 levels you can put in a stat that will give you maybe two points of benefits if yeah. that. And I think that's that that's kind of that, that's kind of strange. Like why not just make the the hard cap 40 or or, or, or 50 then? And so it, it does seem like this game makes more use of those higher levels uh with the higher requirements we've seen for sure requiring 60 or 70 or 80 in a stat in order to use an item and also encouraging encouraging players to have more diverse builds to have two or three main offensive stats instead of just leveling strength or just leveling intelligence and, and, and do you think that is the way forward like that is going to be kind of the meta and the the more accepted in the community is to have several um stats that are going to be like your main stats and it's not going to be the single like oh i'm a strength build or or, or a dex build because what i'm seeing from elden ring is that they definitely as you were mentioning about the requirements for weapons and stuff it, it, they're encouraging you to have multiple avenues of of, of, uh, of strength and they want you to be like oh i'm a strength fate build or i'm a dex intelligence build or i'm a bleed intelligence build. yeah you know not just simply one yeah. or the other yeah so i think compare comparing to, to 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 dark souls one where i have the most experience with in that game they kind of they encourage you to have one stat general i th i think most builds will have one main offensive stat some some will have two uh i th i think in that game having three or more is is pretty heavily discouraged like yes. you can go for a quality build with strength and intelligence you can go for a strength or for a strength faith build or uh an intelligence dexterity build but like you wouldn't really see many benefits from doing a strength dexterity faith build for instance yes um but i i i think i think it's all about finding a f f finding a balance right like if you do go for just strength then you'll be able to or, or just one of any stat you know then you'll be able to level that stat more than someone who who diversifies I think you know generally there should be it, it makes sense if there should that there should be a reward for committing fully into one stat that people who have diversified a little more won't won't be able to get will that will that reward be effective or rewarding for everyone maybe probably not everyone right like if if there's a super high-end strength weapon that is pure strength and only appeals to pure strength players that people who want a little bit of dexterity or a little bit of intelligence or a little bit of faith uh are, are if that doesn't appeal to them you know then that, that that's fine and, and the way it should be 
but it is it is about finding finding that 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 balance i think and where where that balance lies is going to be a little different for for every game uh absolutely and it it definitely seems like it definitely seems like elden ring's balance lies way more towards towards multi-specking i guess towards having two or even three main offensive stats but also, we have. I, I feel like you and I wouldn't have seen most of the main like end game gear, right? Like we haven't seen. Like we we don't know if an end game build will require eighty in all of their offensive stats in order in order to use it, right? Like if right. if you like if if there's something that you need eighty of a stat for, then you're pr- you're probably only going to put eighty into that one stat. You're probably not going to have eighty in multiple stats. No, that makes sense. Um, again, I, I do, which is why, like, even right now, you know, I've already discovered uh, Renella's full moon, which requires 70 intelligence. Yeah. Which is significantly higher than the hard cap of, uh, of really any, any other um, yeah. from, from game. In Dark Souls 1, you got White Dragon's Breath, which is 50. And, and that's then, kind of like that's pretty much the, the end, right? And even right? yeah, that's the end. And even that's kind of extra because Crystal Soul Spear is forty four, and Pursuers is thirty two. And that's enough to you know kind of have a, a pretty good, um, pretty good, pretty good level level right there. And, yeah. And it's not gonna yeah. So it makes sense that uh, do you think do you think that in your first playthrough you're gonna um, stop leveling at some point, or do you think you're just gonna keep going and and kind of level up when uh, whenever you want, and you're not really gonna care about your overall level? That's a good question. It's it's hard to say at the moment because I definitely, you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty far away from reaching the point where I feel like I've got to stop leveling. Um, yeah. You know, like, as the game goes on, I, I just recently leveled up my faith enough to use this cool new weapon I found, and I'm sure the next thing I'll want to level is, like, my mind so I can use more spells, and then by the time I get that up, I'll want more vigor so I can keep up with the enemies, and I don't really know when I'll stop and when I'll be feeling like, oh, okay, this is this is good, I don't need to, I don't need to level up anymore. Um, it's, it, it's super hard to say, although in Dark Souls... One and Dark and Dark Souls Three. I did really like making a a build, Ooh, making a build that's high enough level to just use everything. And maybe I'll end up doing that in Elden Ring. Um, and it, it also, I don't, I don't know what the multiplayer ranges are. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so pretty early stages, right? The game. The game is still relatively fresh, you know, just yeah. over a month, month since, uh, since the release. I don't know if, if it's even, like, been... Did, someone please let, let us know if, if it has been. Um, but I don't know if, if people have figured out what the exact level ranges for multiplayer, for co-op, and, and for invasions are. All I've heard As is he... is speculation on what, what it may be, which is, like, hard to yes hard to say. Uh, and that, so that will we... definitely determine how far... Uh, the, the the optimal amount to level to is. See, to my understanding, it's all like you said. It's all speculations, and they're basing it off of uh, of Dark Souls 3's um, you know co-op range as well as uh, meta levels. But again, 
it's it's all um, it's all speculations, and I think it's too early. It's you know it's it's been a month, so there's not enough testing. There's not enough opportunity to uh, to kind of test test the waters out with um, with the different uh, designs. I mean, personally, I think that like this character that I have right now, I'm probably just gonna keep leveling it, and I'm just gonna not really care that much about. Um, about uh kind of like meta levels or community levels yeah and uh and uh because they're and again we'll see if i reach a stage where i'm like okay i really don't think i need to like i have enough souls to level up um but i don't need more souls and i might just say oh okay i'm not gonna do it but for the time being and i think for a significant while i think i'm just gonna keep leveling because because why not? And, yeah, uh, and see where it goes. Because it's you know once once you play the game, that's the thing about this is the thing about um from uh, from's algorithm is once you play the game, like it becomes significantly easier. Like you know where enemies are, you know what to expect, you have a general idea of the level design. Even if you don't remember every detail, every shortcut, you do remember some of it, and you're gonna remember a lot more than you think, a lot more in your subconscious than. Um, than you think in in your in your uh, in your second, third, fourth playthrough, and that way it's gonna just get easier. So like you know, me having a character that is way over leveled, I can make a new character and probably get it to the say, hypothetically, the meta level is gonna be the one thirty, for example, or one fifty. It's quite easy to get that um, yeah character up up there. Um, on, it's on it's second, it's uh, like your first. Account. You're still on your first playthrough, man. I feel like for your first playthrough, yeah. which and like getting to do your first playthrough with so many other people, so relatively close to the launch of a game like this, it's 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 to me at least. It's uh, I kind of just want to figure things out for myself. You know, like I don't really I don't really give a shit what what everyone else is doing. I wanna I wanna do all this stuff at my own pace, and if my own pace is significantly different from everyone else's paces and I want to multiplayer with people and that's, and the pace I'm going at is restricting me, then, you know, fuck it. I can figure that out on a, on a different playthrough right now. This is like we've talked about before. This is kind of about uh, in this first magical special playthrough. It's about discovering it all for ourselves. Right. It's about exercising oh, the the freedom that that this game gives us so much of. Absolutely, absolutely. I think you you said that uh, that that really well. And uh, and yeah, fuck fuck what everyone thinks, man. Like yeah, play play the game how you want to. I think that's kind of the big big point the big point of it all is just play it how you want to. You know, haters gonna hate. People are gonna say, oh, stop using uh, Moonvale, like. <laughs> Fuck, if I want to use it because I enjoy it. Like, don't fucking tell me, <laughs> Matt. I I I, li- I like your philosophy. You know, like I don't know. It's just like sometimes I read we read up on these uh these subreddits or posts, and I'm just like, what? Like, just just do your, mind your own business. Do do your own thing. You know, just just let everyone enjoy the game. I don't think how, I. Uh, I don't think it's healthy wanna... to let the opinions of random people on the internet get to your head. Oh, absolutely. You know, like just, just fucking, fucking do, do 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 what you want to do. So, all, to all our millions of viewers uh, <laughs> and listeners uh, right now, I just want to say, you know, just 
do what you makes you happy yeah. and play, play the game how you want to play and it's going to be all fine and it's going to be all good um you know the game's only been out a month so there's still so much that is uh developing that's something else i want to ask you um josh here is uh like to me i've see i played all the dark souls like years after their launch right like yeah. years and now I'm playing Elden Ring at <laughs> launch. Yeah. Um, what is your situation in terms of like how soon after release you played these games in the past, and how 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 do they compare? Because for me personally, I think it's a really unique and very different experience. I'm, ha- I'm having 100%. with Elden Ring as as it's as it's you know it's. It's a game that I'm discovering, that everyone else is discovering, all these secrets that, like, no one knows yet, and that we're all discovering at the same uh, time. It's very different than playing Dark Souls 3, uh, where everything is kind of, like, you know, figured out. People have, like, kind of got the meta figured out. Like, just in terms of invasion, yeah, right? Totally. Like, like, I feel like in invasions, uh, the people who invade in Dark Souls right now have the they, meta they, they know They know their shit. They I remember, doing. dude. I remember playing fucking Dark Souls one in 2014. For reference, Dark Souls one came out in 2011, and so I played it in 2014. And I thought, wow, this game is so old. Everyone already knows the, the people who, the few people who are still playing this game, have got their shit figured out. There's no way I'm gonna stand a chance uh, against anyone. <laughs> and so. Thinking about that all the way back then and playing Dark Souls now, which still has a couple stragglers like me hanging on. And even, you know, like you said, when you go into into Dark Souls 3, people have got their shit figured out. It's very, it's, it's very well defined. You know, it's, 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 it's pretty, it's pretty stable. I think stable is a, is a good way to describe it. Whereas here everything is so new not only to us but to so many of the people who who are playing it and i think with a game as as large as complex as elden ring you're gonna see a lot of developments that take place over the years and it's been less than two months since since this game came out so it's it, you you're really gonna see things evolve over time and relative to how things will be in a month or six months or a year from now things are moving incredibly quickly and no one has any idea what the hell is going on and i i I do think that's a really cool uh experience to share in the to share in the exploration to collaborate in the discovery and understanding of this world that is so new to so many of us it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty cool opportunity oh absolutely you know couldn't couldn't agree with you uh you more you know just like me as someone who enjoys the uh the, um the exploration a lot but like someone who's pretty terrible at pvp you know i've i've tried i've tried Dark souls 3 pvp and it's it's hard, you know, someone who's just, like, starting out, these people who, like, have figured it out for, like, yeah. years and years, it's really difficult for me to, to get my head in the game. But something like Elden Ring, you know, 
Dude, like, you don't know what the not, fuck not, you're like, doing? Not, I don't know not, what the fuck not, I'm doing. Not, no not, one else knows what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, not trying to be mean, but there are a lot of noobs out there right <laughs> now, um, in Elden Ring. Um, respect to all of you. But, you know, it's just like, in general, like, as you said, there's just simply like, nothing wrong with it. There's just a lot less people who have figured out the uh, the ultimate, like, perfect build. Um, so it's a lot more janky and that way i stand i stand the chance you know i'm able to have more of a fair fight someone who isn't really um you know who's a very casual um gamer if i can even call myself a gamer you know someone very casual who just kind of enjoys it for the for the fun of it and uh, i can still have a good uh pvp um uh session and uh and, and enjoy myself and i think that is a very unique experience that i think i'm again i'm I'm assuming I'm experiencing mostly because I'm playing this game at launch, you know? And I don't know if you noticed, Josh, um, I don't think our listeners noticed, but Elden Ring is the first game I have ever pre-ordered in my life. Wow, yeah, yeah, that that, that is true. Uh, I think so, something else to note here is, uh, as far as I'm aware, Elden Ring has had the most mainstream success of any from software games because like we've talked about before you know the from software games are kind of they they're not necessarily trying to appeal to as wide of an audience as possible they're trying to appeal to the people who are going to really get into it and you see that all the way back again with with the original demon souls which didn't which sold pretty well, but it, it didn't have the same mainstream success as like as as the giants of of that time. And from software games have often not uh, they, they they've had more more of a cult following than than mainstream success. And I think this is more true the further back you go. But I do think uh, these games. Uh, try to attract a cult audience that is not necessarily the widest group of fans but the most devoted group of fans and i think elden ring right now is seeing a lot of mainstream success and so you're seeing a lot of people who are less familiar with the game who are less familiar with the genre getting a getting a a, a first taste of it which is which is pretty cool to see from a series, I'm calling from software games a series because they're all basically sequels to each other. From from a yes. series uh, that has seen a lot of cult success and less so mainstream success, and I I, I, I do think that that's cool, and hopefully, you know, hopefully that'll inspire other studios to make more games that are as cool as Elden Ring. Because you can make a game that's this cool and still make a lot of money from it, and still be mainstream. Yeah, no, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, uh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, compared to absolutely. something like Demon Souls, which I would say is you know a really cool game, but the the remaster maybe a little more. De- definitely not. I would say the original. I would say it's not like a huge. It doesn't have a huge mainstream following. It really it really caters to to that cult audience and that 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 that's the people who are today still playing dark souls pvp still playing pv uh dark souls 3 pvp yeah not 
but but when you go to Elden Ring PvP, you see you see everyone. Right, and I That's do cool think experience. that, um, in my my opinion, I do think that the the fact that it is an open world game has definitely drawn a wider audience in in into the game. Um, open world's been. To, uh, Open world's been the magic word in games marketing since, like, Minecraft, right? Like, Minecraft and Skyrim in, in 2011. Yes. I know, the, the, the Witcher 3, GTA. Oh, absolutely. Like, big, oh. Big, big, big mainstream games. You're definitely naming some of my favorite games. Right <laughs> well, o- o- open world's just kind of the, 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 the magic word, or it has been for, for a while. And, it, and like, the, uh, the other Souls games aren't really open world definitely yeah. not in the in the same way that that elden ring is not not at all matt you know just, just thinking about thinking about all this yeah you, you go ahead and I'll, I'll say something else well i i was just gonna say okay you you can say what you want uh after this but i was gonna say you know what i love you know, you know how much i love talking about elden ring right like this has been think, fucking I, great. I think, I think you're taking the words out of my mouth. You know, right now, you know what I'll the only finish. thing I love more than talking about Elden Ring is the the one thing that appeals to me let, more let me, than talking about guess. Elden Ring. Let me guess. I think I think it's dreaming about it, like sleeping and then dreaming about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm about to go to sleep. No, the only thing that appeals to me more than talking about Elden Ring, Matt, is playing Elden Ring. You know, you honestly, I agree, and you just took these words out of my mouth. Yeah. I was just going to suggest that we stop talking as much as, you know, our listeners here can now tell that myself, Matt, and Josh are both really big fans of Elden Ring. I like it a little you, bit. It's okay. You know, okay. It's, sorry, it's not the I, worst game I've played. Sorry. My apologies. So I, let, me, let me correct myself. I love the game. Josh thinks it's an okay game. It's decent. It's decent, as, as as quote Josh here, and uh, we we both we both play the game, and we think it's it's good. If you haven't already, and if you weren't convinced from listening um, to us chat about this game, I really think you should give it a try. You know, I, I heard I heard Steam has a has a two hour return, right? Like or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, two hours played yeah. or fourteen days after purchasing. Give it a there shot. There you go. So or or get it on give, Xbox. Play with us. Password is Wenja. Yeah, password is Wenja. W E N J A. Capital W. Um, come join us. Come come play come play with us. You know on uh, on Xbox and uh, yeah, give it give it a try. You know this is an unsponsored podcast, but from software is not paying me to say these words. Yes, but they should be. Because they. I wish I they were. Love it. From software and sponsor I, me, please. I think I I think at this point we honestly have hyped ourselves up enough that we're just gonna stop talking about this game and we're gonna go end this episode. If Thank you, some more everyone for listening to another successful episode of Drunk Valorant. I hope yes, you all had a great you, time. You all, thank you, all the Drunk Valorant fans. We Matt, love and appreciate you. Matt um, and I t-shirt, are... t-shirts will be coming out soon. Uh, so yep, we got merch. Yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna go play some some Elden Ring. Uh, so have a good one, and we'll see you all for Drunk Valorant next week. Yes, Peace out, absolutely. everybody.